You are listening to Something Rather Than Nothing. Creator and host, Ken Vellante. Editor and producer, Peter Bauer. Yeah, they were down 24 to nothing in the first quarter. So uh, it looked like the people thought that they were going to be done. It was, uh, oh, I know man. there's always some magic there. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I, uh, of course, once you, once you mentioned it, then I was like, oh, gosh, of course. <laughs> I pieced it together. <laughs> I, uh, I had some, I was a little, my, um, I spent some time with my my youngest, my 11 year old uh, today. So I was kind of like just seeing what's going on with the news, seeing you know, what's going on with the store, with the scores, and then you know I was like, oh yeah, yeah, how about that? Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm glad yeah. I have you. Yeah, I'm glad I have you. Uh, I'm glad. <laughs> thanks for doing this. This is great. Um, yeah, no problem. No problem. Yeah, yeah. Let's get okay. into let's get into it. All right. Um okay. you're you're listening to the podcast Something Rather Than Nothing and this week we have Gerald Roulette, uh an artist uh based in Portland and um he recently had a uh a, a painting debut at uh Concordia uh University um called The Great I Am, which is something that uh I noticed and really stuck out uh to me and um that's uh it, it it's a great pleasure to be able to talk with um uh long time artist and to learn about his process and his relationship with art i want to welcome uh Gerald Roulette to the podcast thank you so uh uh Gerald uh question we start off um uh most most episodes is what were you like as as a young child? Were you always uh, always uh, an artist, always uh, an athlete, or what were you like as a young child? Uh, as a young child, I was really basically both. I always was very much into doodling and drawing. Uh, from uh, even when I was in uh, kindergarten, and uh, and also. Very into the athletics of playing all different types of sports, running around the neighborhood. You know, when I was growing up, we didn't have, you know, these uh, games and, you know, video games and things like that. So you pretty much played and ran around the neighborhood. And so you got a lot of exercise in. And so when I wasn't doing that, then, yeah, I would sit around and kind of draw and, and paint and do things like that. Uh, grew up in a family it was a... Uh, nine of us kids, and so uh, I had six sisters and two brothers. So as I was growing up, uh, we played a lot, you know, played a lot of the sports, and, uh, you know, they were very uh, inclined musically, and I was inclined art-wise. art, art wise. And I had to use my sisters sometimes as tackling dummies. So, uh, <laughs> so we had a lot of fun as a family. Uh, you know, you were growing up with that many kids. There's no limit to what you can do as far as getting involved in anything. So uh, it was fun. I had a lot of fun as a child. Yeah, and um, I was I was uh, obviously reading a bit uh, about you in the in the background in the South. There uh, is, is it fair to say that early on you were identified as kind of having artistic talent? Was that noticed early on? Yes, it was. Uh, when I was in uh, grade school. I had a teacher, my uh, first grade teacher, really picked up on it. And so I 
was chosen along with two other classmates to do a a uh, finger painting uh, demonstration with the, the tempera paint during a PTA meeting. And, uh, you know, that was quite uh, uh, a reward for me to be singled out of the class and uh, to be able to do that. And I really kind of just really stirred my more artistic side uh, greatly uh, because it was such an honor to be able to do that. And my, I know my mom and dad were very proud of me. And she saw that I was already noticing how to uh, not only just uh, come up with uh, a uh, composition, but one that showed some depth as well. And what 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 forms of? Or I mean, you mentioned the doodling, and, and you just kind of developing along along you know a long time. Um, type of art forms in general uh, attract you? I've seen you done, you know, obviously paintings um, and uh, I believe, you know, have taught or, and, and done some digital art, but also uh, photography. Um, are, is all that accurate as far as like, you know, the, the types of art that, that attract you as an artist? Uh, yes. Uh, you know, all those things, uh, you know, capture my attention and I use all those different media because uh, I truly see all the beauty around me uh i'm really big on people watching and look and and you know exploring their expressions and and their body language and the things that they're doing and then all the different nature things around i love all of that uh it's a passion i just i mean i feel like i get very emotional uh when i go to certain places and and i see these scenic uh situations and so it stirs me and then i love when i go and i travel and I meet people or just see people interacting with each other or how they're just living. And so those are the kind of things. I, I, as a kid, I did a lot of drawings. I was very into uh, drawing soldiers and and things like that. Of, uh, you know, even from back in the Civil War, I just always kind of like really was into that, you know. So I did a lot of doodling that and drawing, you know, so soldiers and cavalry on horseback. But as I was moving on forward, uh, up in uh, uh, getting towards middle school, I began to draw more people and then kind of more uh, situations of nature. And so that's how, when I was about 12 years old, I had uh, entered a contest uh, for a school that was an uh, art school in Arizona. And so I did very well. So the representative came to my home meet with my parents and ask me to do some on-site drawing so that they could see that I did the drawing and was very impressed and uh, came back later and offered my um, mom and dad uh, a scholarship for me to come out there to go to school in Arizona. But, you know, a 12-year-old leaving Missouri to go to Arizona to an art school and plus there was no sports involved out there. That was not the ticket for me at the time. <laughs> so yeah. My parents were like, no, we don't think we wanted to go out so, so far away from us, especially at that age. So, But I was honored again that, uh, you know, someone was starting to recognize my talent early. Yeah, and you, you, you had mentioned as far as kind of the some of the emotional impact of, you know, seeing people and being responsive to what you're seeing. And, you know, uh, in, in seeing your work, you know, the the fate what draws you, me in as the viewer is seeing the the, the face of um, your subject, uh, particularly in, in in your portraits. 
is that is, is is that the draw for you? Is that what you're pulled into as far as recognizing that person or the emotion? Is it, is it the face that pulls you in, and that's what you're trying to draw out with with your paintings? Yes, absolutely. Uh, it, it's the emotion in the face, the you know the eyes, and and just the uh, you know the emotion people show. And, and I think part of that was you know I again I grew up uh, in the '60s. Uh, doing the, you know, a very uh, kind of, you know, it was a time of of things happening in the country uh, with, uh, you know, the march, the marches going on with Martin Luther King. So yeah. civil rights, you know, I was up, you know, I grew up doing the civil rights there. As students, I know when I was in junior high, uh, the school I was at, we, we walked out of school to go march uh, as students to City Hall. Uh, you know, the riots were going on in different parts of the country. Also, we had a riot in Kansas City, Missouri, where I lived. And so there was always a lot of emotion going on. And and so that just kind of stuck with me as far as, like, a draw of, you know, how can I express this in my artwork as well? And so I was always drawn into the people's facial expressions and, and either the joy or the pain or you know, you know, salt, things of that nature. So doing faces were always easy. Uh, I also try to do it and when I do the, the full figure as well, uh, with body language and those things like that as well in certain situations. So I try to put them in environments where that would help enhance that as, as much. And so, um, yeah, those are the kind of things that kind of really stimulated me. And so those just stuck with me. It, and from 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 an early age, um, it, you you had mentioned in particular with um, the the opportunity there in, in Arizona, which was obviously yeah, I mean, in, in looking back for you, it's such a a huge you know a huge thing, a huge far away thing, and 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 of course you said that um, you know there was you didn't see yourself you know develop uh, sports wise out there. Um, you've You've been uh, you've been uh, an athlete. You played football uh, professionally in the NFL, and you're also from a very early age, you know, identified, recognized, and developing as as an artist. Did, did you see these as two different worlds, um, or did, did you see them connected, or do you see that you kind of just they're two paths and you had difficulty connecting those paths? Yes. Now that that's that's the the truth. When early early in my life, I saw them as two different paths, and then and it was difficult to connect them. Um, and so, it was always a struggle. Uh, I, you know, as young young kid, I played a lot of. I mean, I was I, I was a three sport athlete. I played football, basketball, and ran track. And uh, you know, I did for a while in the summer play baseball, but mainly those are the three sports that I. Uh, excelled in in high school, uh, but it was very difficult. I, I, I really struggled uh, most of the time during the football season. That was the, the toughest uh, with my artwork, uh, just because of the nature of the physical parts of the sport, and uh, you know, depending on you know how much difficulty of what happened to my body. You know, a lot of times my hands really get kind of beat up and. So it really didn't draw real well or something like that or had some other injury. But when I when it all connected is when 
I went to college, and so that's when it all made sense. Uh, it's not separate. They're not two separate paths, but one. And that's what makes me me. And what, who helped me with that was uh, Dr. Unger, who was my mentor uh, while in college and in life. And he showed me that, you know, the connection. And then I had other professors that also helped me with that in different classes. And it all made sense. And so because you need the same type of discipline that I had to put into sports, and the same discipline applied to uh, I had to put into the art. So then it became aware, you know, very, very obvious to me that I needed to connect these, and they were all the same. And that's when I really, really started excelling even more because then I saw more of me understanding more of what I was about and that I wasn't two people, you know, but I was one. If that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and 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 I I think I think it can, and I I saw a big component of you know how you answer that uh, within the the dedication. You know, the, both of these are coming from you, and you have this dedication um, and and discipline around um, you know developing developing your talents, and uh, and of course I, I I've heard in, in your answers so far. I mean, definitely with you know, the role of a mentor or people, you know, kind of taking you aside and saying, Hey, this is what I see in you. This is, this is, this is what I'm seeing helping you to answer, um, uh, some of the, some of those questions. Have you yourself, I mean, you've received some of those things. What, what do you think is the role within art of, you know, be, between artists and, and let's say mentors, um, do you think there's uh, any sort of um, duty or a role um, as an artist um, to help mentor other artists, maybe as, as you've been uh, mentored? Do you see it in those terms? Uh, yes, I do. I, I do. I think I think it's uh, something that we all should do and give back, you know, to nurture someone. If you see that uh, someone has that ability and that you can help them, develop that i think it is our duty to do that it's the same duty i felt like uh in sports and so how i end up you know i decided to go into uh teaching uh art in high school and coaching football and tracking art high school and that was my way of saying you know what i can give back i've been blessed with these two wonderful gifts so i said you know want to give back to others and help them develop in all the things that they want to. And I, I, I've saw that over the years. You know, of course, I, again, I had mentors in, in both, uh, athletics and in art. And these people as well, they had, you know, ex, you know, were successful in the things that they did. And they gave me all these different uh, skill sets to work on to better myself because that's what they had learned. And I think it's it. I think artists uh, should always give back to other artists and help them. Uh, and it's very rewarding. Uh, I, I, it was really such a rewarding time for me when I was coaching and teaching high school because I saw their development. I saw the excitement in life. I saw even students that didn't think they had any ability. And once I was able to work with them and then bring it out of them, then they realized just how much they had. And they actually stayed in the art department. And one of the biggest joys was that for whatever reason, in Texas, uh, art was considered more for women, 
it was a big surprise for them to see a guy that had played football also teach art. And I know that a lot of the parents, you know, especially the, the dads that I say, uh, how'd you get stuck with this job? You know, I guess they just needed you here to coach, so they just gave you this. And then I would say, no, I'm actually really a professional artist as well. And it was such a surprise to them. But I got more guys interested in uh, art that was uh, that I coached in football. And so the department grew, and they saw their talent. And, man, you talking about a reward, to see that in their eyes, to see their ability grow and the work that they produce. I just can't tell you how exciting that is. <laughs> well, I, I, I can I can hear I can hear it in in your voice, and there's such power. Um, uh, there's such power within that. And I find that um, in in you having that intimate experience of uh, you know you yourself experiencing that, being receiving that, but also kind of just the change in the way people you know think or the assumptions that people are are making uh, around art. So I can definitely hear it in, you know, in your voice, the power that, that you have there in, in, in teaching and in, in, in bringing folks along and saying, hey, this is all right, particularly if it's part of you and part of your um, e- expression. So um, what, so this, this is a, a question I ask and I always think, there's a particular answer for each artist to, to a way to answer it. But why do you create? Is this something you've always had to do when you were younger? You'd see something and, and you draw it and you would create. What did you ever ask yourself why why it is that you do create as an artist? Uh, you know, I uh, I kind of asked myself that earlier in life. Um, but as, you know, I got to know a little bit more about uh, myself and then my, you know, spiritual experience of, of uh, being a Christian and believing in God, is that this is what I found. I, one of the things is, again, I kind of mentioned earlier that, you know, my family, uh, you know, my dad and, 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 you know, my mom and all those, my family members were really into music. My dad was a musician and brothers and and some sisters and stuff. And then I had, my mom was into theater, and then I had a sister, you know, she's still into theater. But I was the only one that really was into drawing. So I looked at it as that, you know, I was given a different gift than them. I, I have to tell you a story. I, tr- I did try to play an instrument. I know I, in sixth grade I tried to play the French horn. Of course, no one told me how difficult that was. But my dad, <laughs> and I was horrible. And so he went to the music teacher and said, please make him stop. <laughs> so he gave me one of those little plastic flutophones to finish out my sixth grade career in music. But, it, it, you know, I, I felt bad for a while because I was like, why can't I play like the rest of them, you know, yeah, and sure. music better? But, you know, my, my mom always said, you know, hey, you got a different gift. You know, you can draw, you see things and draw things. And, you know, and I guess it's just that, there's this internal thing inside of you, the spirit of, you know, this gift. And, you know, you just feel this need to like, to just really create what you see and then express it in different ways and have it be an expression of, you know, your voice being seen um, as, you know, a work of art. And so the more and more I was into that and I saw the response that people would see, 
say when they saw my work and stuff like that, and it just grew. Because it was like, oh, great, they really get it, or they see it. You know, what I'm seeing now. So that's the only way, the best way I can kind of explain that. Yeah, and um, uh, 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 being seen, you know, uh, being seen, and, and being seen for, for, for who you were, I mean, because I think it's very natural what you did is kind of say, hey, well, uh, you know, the, the family, the family trade, the family talent should, you know, it's music and I got to develop what the family trade <laughs> yeah. is. And, uh, you know, it's within what we talked about with mentoring. I mean, sometimes it's important for somebody to say, Hey, no, 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 you are, a, yeah. you're, you can sketch, you're a painter. You're, you might not be, this might not be your calling. Right. So, yeah, that's true. and it wasn't, I, I have to, See, I can laugh to this day. It, it was it was very true and very evident that that was not my calling. And uh, you know, my uh, brothers and sisters and my dad were very good with with uh, you know joking with me in a way that I didn't feel horrible, and I got it. And so I knew. And the thing was that uh, you know uh, my mom was encouraging you know about the art. She wasn't an artist herself, but she always could see beauty in things. So that was very, uh, a very big help for me because she was very, very encouraging. Of course, my dad was always encouraging in anything I did except for just don't pick up an instrument. Yeah, right, <laughs> right. We're uh, we we're we're talking with Gerald Roulette on something rather than nothing uh, podcast, and uh, 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 Gerald um, uh, is 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 an incredible painter. We're we're discussing about. Um, uh, about various aspects um, about art and uh, Gerald, one of the big questions I I ask and uh, I've always asked it kind of in the middle of a sequence of questions. Um, we've been talking about art. Uh, we've been referring to things as art and pieces they can make as as art objects. But it's a pivotal question. What what is art? What do you think art is? You know that, and that's a very good question. And uh, you know, no, art it's, it's really been you know art has become kind of controversy, controversial. I mean, this uh, these days, and uh, you know, it's kind of hard to say. But you know, art basically, you know, is all around us. You know, there's different ways that people express and forms and formats and fashions of it done. But, you know, artists over the centuries have used it to uh, communicate, uh, to express their uh, way of viewing life. Uh, you know, you have to look at it as that uh, it also, you know, was used historically to show us how things were during periods of time where there wasn't uh, cameras around. Uh, that's the way we're, we're able to understand the different periods of what people looked like and what they wore. Uh, also, even as far as like communicating on the cave walls of what you know what, what transpired during those periods of time, and then you know artists also were you know considered scientists because they you know they were curious about everything, so they studied you know they you know they studied you know anatomy, you know so they did a lot of drawings from you know uh, cadavers and and animals to get you know the you know true structures of everything and how things work. So art is really, to me, you know, it's a way of expressing oneself uh, visually and, you know, getting your word out or how you see things in life. Uh, and so 
most artists want to get some type of reaction, uh, response, no matter no matter if it's negative or positive, because they want the viewer to have a reaction. And so, to me, art is used to, one, again, to communicate, to be the voice of the artist, and to get the viewer to make some type of reaction and response from what they're actually seeing. So that's kind of the way, you know, other than the basic of, you know, the foundations of art, which is, you know, the elements of art and the principles of design, that's really what, you know, I, I try to teach my students, and that's really kind of how I see art. I uh, I love uh, doing the podcast with a teacher because I can just <laughs> I can I can just listen. I, I told I've mentioned in previous episodes, um, you know, I, I, I'm trying to do popular philosophy and, and and just kind of explore a passion of mine. But there is also a component of what I do just um, so I can listen to what to some good <laughs> answers are uh, to. To these questions, but I got I got another I got another the, the bigger questions for you. Um, uh, the title of the podcast is uh, it, it has to do with the act of creation. Uh, you can answer it as you will, uh, art and otherwise. But why is it, why is there something rather than nothing, Gerald? Well, you know, I I, I kind of researched that and I thought about that and I talked to some people and I kind of did research on a guy called uh, Leibniz, and he was back in the 1600s, you know, from, and so he posed some questions. He had these four questions, uh, you know, for, you know, the logic of the argument of this, and one was that everything that exists has an explanation or of its existence. And then the second question was, or I mean, the second answer was, if the universe has an explanation of its existence, that explanation is God. And then the third one was the universe exists. And then the fourth one was, therefore, the explanation of the universe existence is God. Now, you know, as, as I'm reading that and I'm thinking that and thinking about my work and myself, uh, you know, one thing that, uh, you know, he said, and I say too, that we all can believe in the existence of the universe. We all know the universe exists. You know, if nothing else, you you do know that, you know. And so the other thing was, as far as me, you know, because I do believe in God, uh, I believe in God giving me this gift. And so, therefore, I feel like I create, based off of the gift that I was given by God, and therefore my creation exists. And so, for me, I have to work from something. You know, there are artists I feel like can work from nothing, but for me, I work from something because that's the best way for me to create. And so then, so forth. So then, therefore, my creations do exist because I do believe that because God gave me this gift, and anything I create is an existence within itself. So. I am an artist that has to you have to have something to see to create. I don't normally create anything from nothing, but there are artists I do believe that can create from nothing, and therefore their work I feel still exists. But they're just creating basic from whatever with, is within them, and so that was the best way that I felt like I could answer that question. And I hope that makes some sense. But that's what I see and feel. It, it 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 makes it makes a whole lot of sense, and um, 
and and I really appreciate your answer. It's a it's a beautiful answer, and you know, part of the you know the question I always ask it tends to be such a huge philosophical, scientific, creative question, whatever way you know somebody's going to view it. Um, um, but I, I just I just I just like it because. Um, it, we're, we're talking about things being created. We're talking about art. We're talking about like, you know, why, why are we doing these type of, uh, type of things? And the artists I, I, I thought for quite a long time is kind of this, in this unique position of that, that you would experience in, in, in creating art pieces where, um, it, it, it feels like, okay, there's, you know, there's a blind canvas and I have these tools and I have these type of things and, and skills. And then there's something that, that creates this in, and as you described too, an emotional reaction, um, yes. you know, to, to the viewer. And there's, there's a power that I think we all, we always kind of struggle, struggle with or try to describe. And, uh, I just, yeah, thank you so much. Uh, I really appreciate, um, I really appreciate uh, your thinking and your your answer to that uh, question is um, very provocative, um, Gerald. Um, one of the one of the pieces uh, at the end of the interview here that I, I want to get in it's a little bit more uh, open ended. Um, I, I I was lucky enough to um, uh, in, encounter um, your art and uh, and what I want. Uh, folks to do have listened to the podcast is uh, for them to know how to, you know, uh, whether it's interact with you or interact with your art pieces um, themselves. Uh, can you give some suggestions to um, to the listeners as far as how they can find your work, uh, how they can connect with you, see your work physically or online? Uh, can you give us some guidance? Yes. Uh Right now, I'm in the process. Uh, I know I had a slow start from, you know, moving here from Texas, and and I haven't got everything set up. But I do have uh, my artwork uh, on display. I posted on Instagram, which is uh, uh, Gerald Roulette at uh, whatever the Instagram thing is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure, sure, not, sure. But it's on Instagram. They can find it on there. I am in the process of going ahead and setting up a new website. I'll be working on that uh, this month. And also I'm going to set up a site on Tumblr as well. Um, my artwork, uh, other than right now, they have the one piece there on um, permanent display on the second floor at Concordia University in the library. Uh, I have, uh, so, you know, there's some pieces that have been purchased that are around in, you know, from Seattle and in Portland area and in Vancouver. But those are all uh, individual collectors. So I'm working on getting out more of that display. I have uh, displayed my work at the Brasswork uh, Art Gallery here in Portland. And uh, I'm working on uh, setting up another show for that. And also at uh, Prima uh, Salon downtown uh, Portland as well. There was some work on display. So as far as interacting with me, uh, you can, you know, again, right now, you can contact me on Instagram or you can email me at, uh, and this is all lowercase, kcartist at sbcglobal.net. And uh, hopefully, again, I'll have my website out and you guys can see even more work. Uh, working on uh, some some new works. I mean, uh, one of the things I love to do is work on about two or three paintings at once. 
because that kind of just keeps me very, very stimulated and really into the now. And so it also helps me generate a great deal of work. And so um, I would love uh, for more of these listeners to uh, get involved and ask me uh, more about my work or to uh, be interested in uh, seeing some pieces in person. Oh, that's a lot of lot of um, lot of great options. Um, I I myself uh, am looking forward very much uh, to see uh, you know to steam uh, your pieces um, in in person, and um, you know I, I can offer you, I can offer you a gift of a very different sort right now. I am uh, we had, we had chatted prior to you know starting the podcast here about. Um, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs uh, going into the AFC Championship. I am an obnoxious New England Patriots fan. So the, <laughs> the, 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 the gift, the gift I'm going to give to you is uh, yeah. I, I will be rooting for the Chiefs, and uh, you can. Uh, that's that's one small thing I can extend uh, to you, Gerald. <laughs> Thank you, Ken. I really appreciate that. <laughs> uh, we've been talking with uh, Gerald Roulette on something rather than nothing podcast. Uh, I, for one, have learned a whole lot uh, from him, and uh, I wanted to thank you, Gerald, for for sharing you know your world, your art world. And uh, your talents, and um, in, in making the time uh, to chat this evening, it is uh, it's it's deeply appreciated. And uh, again, wanted to thank you for your time. Yeah, you're very welcome, and uh, I really appreciate your time. It's been great, and yeah, lots of fun. Uh, <laughs> I have a big smile on my face, and uh, this has been a great Sunday for me. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. Thanks so much, uh, Gerald, and uh, look forward to talking to you again. All right. Thank you very much again. Take care now. Bye now. Uh Bye-bye. You are listening to Something Rather Than Nothing.